it's time for another scripted conversation with Paula, Bruce, and Randy. Welcome, everyone, to another scripted conversation with Paula, Bruce, and Randy. And today, another special guest with us. We have Dan Roof, and he is a high school teacher from Woodford County High School in Versailles, Kentucky. So uh, welcome, Dan. Uh, You're our first Kentuckian, so that should make you uh, feel uh, pretty wonderful today. So, uh, Dan, why don't you... uh, kind of help us out here and tell all of our listeners who Dan is and what you do. Okay, I'll, I'll try to do that uh, in, I guess, as brief a format as I can. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, I am a uh, an English teacher first, I would say, I guess, um, in in Kentucky, and I've been doing it this is finishing up year 27, actually. And uh, I've taught at the same high school for 27 years, and um you know, I, I really like our, our little county school, um, rural uh, town in, in Versailles, um, which some of uh, the listeners might know um, because of uh, something we produce here in, in Versailles in Woodford County, Woodford Reserve bourbon, which is um, pretty good stuff if you like that kind of thing. But um, I have been doing uh, media for um, about five years now, and uh, it it it's because uh, – I'm I'm kind of a lover of of film and um of uh of movie making and that that kind of has been a part of my career for a long time because when I taught English for my first 20 plus years um I introduced a film class that I taught uh for a number of years and my students did some sort of um elementary filmmaking as a part of the sort of exit uh of that class like final projects and um and then I took over the yearbook program about 20 years into my career and uh and learned a lot of the technology involved in that um a lot of adobe programs um in design and photoshop and uh, and also the newspaper and, and worked on the layout and graphic design for that so when our sort of legendary media teacher at our high school who taught 40 years uh dave noble finally retired and he kind of started the whole program there um, is just a just a wonderful guy. I'm still in touch with him. Um, nobody could really fill his shoes. Uh, it was it was just a, kind of an unwieldy program and, and rambunctious. And so we had uh, teachers that came in, and in um, I think a three year period, we had four teachers try to fill that position. Um, one of them left after about uh, half of a school year um, because uh, she just really couldn't corral the kids. And uh, another one left after two weeks, um, and then the program had a long-term sub for about half a year, um, and it descended into total chaos. So, um, uh, in what you know, at, at the outset was going to be kind of um, was a a bit of an intimidating meeting where my principal asked me to come into his office with you know no explanation, um, and I came in and there were the two associate principals in there as well, and then I thought I was in, in pretty deep. Uh, trouble. Um, they said they said uh, that they um, were hoping, uh, based on my kind of experience taking over the yearbook program and, and steering that uh, in the right direction, that maybe I'd be willing to take over media um, rather late in my career, I might add. 
Um, and, you know, despite the, the, all the learning curve of, you know, everything I needed to learn, I figured, um, I don't, why not? Uh, I, I, I do love learning. I do love, um, filmmaking and film. And, uh, and I was kind of interested in that challenge. So, uh, I took it on and, um, and, and have been learning all along the way. And it's been a, a great sort of ride here at the end of my career. And, uh, I'm still learning and I'm hoping to learn some from you all and, uh, and, and probably get your book, uh, and, um, and maybe share some of the things I've learned in the process as well. Dan, it's so great having you uh, on the show. I see that you're, you're teaching media one, media two, media three. Can you tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about the progression that you kind of take high school students through? Our book is for sure. K through 12, but specifically in the high school, what kind of skills do you start with? And then I assume they get more uh, kind of college ready as the kids get a little bit older. Uh, can you tell us uh -huh. about the progression um, that sure. you kind of send your students through? Yeah. Um, well, I should also add that, you know, media related, I also teach a filmmaking class and I, and I teach some of the, the same skills to those classes, but, um, you know, with a more creative approach with what they're um, producing uh, versus um, more journalistic, I would say, with the media classes. But um, the, 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 I guess the, the main goal, I, I, do, I do have a, a mission statement that um, I have a poster of for the whole program um, that says something like um, the mission of the Woodford County High School Media Program is to inform, to entertain, to include, and to investigate the students and faculty and community of Woodford County. And so, uh, you know, the, the, I guess that doesn't completely answer your question regarding the progression, but that's kind of the overall mission, and we kind of revisit that idea um, regularly. Um, and Media One, uh, the, the carrot that I, that I hold in front of those kids is that, you know, the things that they produce and practice in there, um, especially as they get deeper into it, um, could be available for, for broadcast on our um, in-school broadcast, which is called Channel 4, and uh, it's about a half-hour broadcast of uh, different segments, both serious and silly, and so um, that, you know, that's kind of what they aspire to, and, and uh, in the early stages of the program, they are learning um, how to edit on Adobe Premiere Pro, and they're, they're the, the first stages, they um, get existing um, clips and they kind of learn how to put together a story with interviews and B-roll and matching that up and just sort of rudimentary editing. And then later, uh, I introduce them to the fundamentals of, of filming with um, almost exclusively for us DSLR cameras with a variety of lenses. Uh, and then we use um, lob mics and um, boom mics to um, you know, get strong audio. And so they're just, it's sort of like um, small increments and, and a lot of um, sort of, I do projects like, it's all project-based learning um, on, on my end. And, uh, and so I have big projects and smaller projects. And uh, just to kind of give you an example of, of the, we're on project three right now, but there was a project 2.2525 
0.25. I kept on coming up with these smaller skills I needed to teach them. And I, I honestly am not kidding when I say the last project before project three was 2.991. Um, and so it kind of gets the kids excited about, you know, the big project when you have these smaller projects where they, they might just be, you know, shooting an interview, concentrating on aperture, for example. And, you know, I, I, I kind of isolate the skills in that respect. And so that's media one, and, and, it, and it gives them a really strong foundation. And then uh, media two and three are actually almost, um, so, so far for me at least, they've been blended together in the same class, and uh, it is almost exclusively a broadcast class, and they, you know, presumably have the, the foundation, and so then they come up with story ideas, and they kind of pursue those, and th there's very little time up front in front of class for me, um, literally sometimes five to ten minutes a day, you know, kind of um, discussing what they're working on and, you know, where we're going with things, and then they're kind of let loose to pursue those projects. And what kind of, uh, I know you talked about then, it seems like then it gets published on this channel for, mm -hmm. can you tell us more about, is it like a live broadcast that they do, or is it, you know, recorded pieces that then get programmed out, uh, you know, onto uh, channel four? We used to have, when, when Dave, Na Dave Noble did it, you know, the, my predecessor, 40-year um, mm -hmm. teacher, um, there was a closed circuit television television system in the high school and it was a, a live broadcast and um, it would come out roughly about once a month and would be in the neighborhood of the same length as mine but um, we we've kind of lost the closed circuit TV uh, TVs and you know everybody is doing um, digital projectors and uh, and we, we just don't have that ability essentially in the high school um, and that's okay uh, so what we do is um, upload it to YouTube, and then I send the link out to the the teachers, and we I suggest, strongly recommend that they show it during a certain part of the day. And we actually, under COVID, it's opened up. That that has been kind of difficult in some some cases because teachers will you know say it's it's cutting into their class time, even though it's only once a month. But um, with COVID, we've ended up to with our lunch period, we've added another lunch, so there'll be fewer students in the lunchroom. And uh, and so we have this extremely long third block, um, which has become sort of a study hall in quotes, and uh, it's kind of a free half hour for a lot of the kids. And uh, and of course, in many cases, teachers are glad to, to have that to kind of fill that spot. And so right now, um, roughly about once a month, it's um, aired during our that third block um, study hall. I have a quick yeah, question. I'm sorry. Um, no, I go ahead, Paula. Oh, yeah. I just wondered, so is there in your uh, county schools, is the middle school, do they already have a, a, a program as such also, or are they coming all into the high school just brand they, new? Uh, well, they do. Um, and... Um, the, a t actually, a former English teacher uh, at our high school, a friend of mine, um, we actually uh, were co-department heads for uh, a couple of years, um, took a job as a librarian there. And as I'm sure you know, what often happens with <laughs> yes. the, the media, the, the librarian slash media specialist, they offer up um, the the media class. And so we're, you know, we, we contact each other um, quite a bit. Um, and, you know, I think she would, 
probably acknowledge she's not as knowledgeable as I am about um, media and DSLR filmmaking and, you know, the, the editing side of it and the Adobe programs and that kind of thing. Um, but so she's doing um, a little bit of broadcasting over there, some daily broadcasting, and, uh, and uh, you know, they're doing some um, iPad-based uh, video. Um, I don't think they're doing much with uh, more expensive equipment and, uh, and uh, much with um, m more uh, of the editing side of things, at least, you know, anything beyond iMovie, I don't believe. But at least they're getting them excited about media so that when they come to you, they they have a little inkling of, of some some of the basic parts of it, at least at the beginning. So. Yeah, and, and that, that program is even more fledgling. I mean, you know, I've been doing it for five years and she's been doing it for two years so mm -hmm. um you know we're still uh, you know we we need to work on alignment a bit and i even had one of my students who's really precocious go over and and do some lessons for her her classes mm -hmm. uh, we tried that for a little bit last year so yeah we're, we're continuing to build on that because i do think that's important when you can have right. kind of a feeder program mm -hmm. and do you think i know you mentioned that you um put on youtube for the teachers in your school is there also like a YouTube channel for the Channel there, 4 show or? Well, there there is, but that's not as publicized as um, our, uh, when, I, when I gave up the newspaper, um, one of my colleagues in the English department took that over and she immediately went, almost immediately went digital and, uh, and we um, subscribed to uh, highschoolnewspaper.com or something like that. And so we have a... Um, website for our newspaper electronic newspaper and it's called it's pretty simple wofo <laughs> for woodford county okay. um, dot press and okay. uh okay. if you go to wofo.press there is a tab on the right that says channel four and that's where we've archived um all all of the uh i think just about all of the um channel fours that that um my students have put out and uh and i'm actually working on um digitizing and and finding a way to upload a lot of the older ones going back into the actually into the 80s that that Dave oh, wow. Noble did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm on a computer as we're talking, so I'm on the Wolfo Press right now. Cool. I see a bunch yeah. of the Channel Four, uh, you know, the Channel Four shows. Uh, fantastic. And that's something we'll we'll mention also at the end. So if people want to go to wofo.press.com and then uh, get to Channel Four. Uh, to check it out, um, that would be fantastic. I also wonder, yeah. like your your path of going, being a language arts teacher for so long, and then getting into the filmmaking and also, you know, the broadcasting. What are some of the um, skills that you find that you're teaching students to do this type of writing that's the most helpful for them? Because I know when I'm doing writing with the middle school students, we're trying to write the intros and outros the best that we can but it never gets mm -hmm. like fully flushed out as much as it could for like a regular broadcast story. So can you kind of take us through that? Like how you have your students set up their stories, like in terms of writing oh, once, gosh. Uh, once they've done shooting. Yeah. Or that's uh, a yeah, you, you've kind of, <laughs> you, you've touched it. It is, but you've also touched on my Achilles heel and I need help with this. Um, you know, your show is called scripted, right? Well, I, I would probably call my program unscripted. Um, <laughs> There's not enough writing. Um, you know, they I encourage a whole lot of planning, um, but for their segments, 
um, there's not as much writing as I would like to see, and, and I kind of need to force that issue a bit. Um, I mean, for example, I mean you, you'll see it if you watch some of the pieces. They they do, I think, you know, fairly good interviews that you know, and and I think the um, production value of of and 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 the quality of the editing um, is pretty strong. But what you won't see in a lot of the pieces is, um, you know, voiceover where a reporter or even a stand-up where a reporter is, co- is sort of talking at length in any way um, to the screen and introducing a story or even, you know, with voiceover commenting on how a, a sports team did. Um, it's uh, more often than not that lacks. And, you know, I, in fact, I had to say for our next broadcast, um, every single sports story has to contain voiceover, um, you know, because it, it ends up being, um, interviews that are not often excellent as far as the, the quality of the questions they're asking and um, and ultimately not as informative as, as it should be regarding you know how a team is doing over the season or or something like that so um, but uh, you know on our last one I, I guess some of the better um, scripted writing had to do with a, a piece that um, a student did on an activity for a community activism class. So um, I, I wouldn't say I brought enough <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, I teach, I still teach a, an AP lit class and I, I pride myself on being a writing teacher, but um, I guess I don't, you know, have enough of a history with um, journalistic media writing that um, I'm kind of giving them enough of the skills to, to write for the broadcast. And so uh it's something that really probably you could tell me more about than I can tell you guys about. <laughs> yeah, I was so, just saying, yeah. like, no worries. You're in your fifth year of it, and that's something. It's that's one of the most difficult things I find to do with middle school students is to get them to kind of slow down and not only plan everything out, but then to write the voiceover that they're going to record. Same type of thing to have as much quality writing as they might have in the language arts class bring it you know to the broadcasting class which is an elective so it's a little bit it's a little bit different for them uh but no you you answered that uh, question great and i think that's something that just evolves and grows that i've been doing this now over 25 years and certainly the way that i taught year five and now the way i'm teaching year 25 you know to teach students how to create videos um is totally different so i think it just evolves you know over time and uh, mm-hmm. as long as the kids are learning and having fun, that definitely, you know, is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I will say, one, you know, one bit of writing that I have done and I, and I try to do pretty regularly that I've, you know, I've found um, kind of late in my career is, is really important um, is that because uh, I and I do this, you know, in my English classes and in, in media, um, and that's reflective writing uh, where when they do a project and, and uh, I grade it or we watch, you know, a segment that they produced um, as a class, we do a, a sort of a glows and grows um, session and we all talk about strengths and weaknesses and then they go back and they have to write glows and grows and kind of reflect on what they thought they did well specifically and kind of back that up with evidence from their segment and then what, you know, they screwed up um and or what they omitted or you know what they could have done better uh, and that that might include the the writing for the piece but um you know and a lot of times it's technical aspects of it but um i've I, you know i, I always and that, then when they do the next one i always encourage them to look at that and reread that 
so they don't make the same mistake twice. I had a quick question. I'm going to kind of go back again about film. Uh, film is something that I introduced uh, the last, I don't know, four or five years that uh, in my program. And uh, we got involved, I got involved through it through the Student Television Network. So uh, I started entering it you know, into the big film competition. So I just kind of wondered what what are you doing uh, with your film production uh, as far as publishing? You know, we held an actual event where we brought, you know, community and family in and we held like a, basically a film festival. Uh, so just kind of curious what, yeah. you know, what your students sure. are doing. Well, um, before I took over uh, the media program, um, I, uh, I sponsored a film club and, um, I've done that for, uh, probably 14 years. And, um, so even before I took over media, uh, we created this, um, extravaganza, uh, we called it, uh, wave, um, Woodford's amateur video extravaganza. Oh, nice. and it was this end of the year little, uh, production that um, students from anywhere, um, but, you know, hopefully from the media program uh, and, and even ultimately outside the school, we, we encourage submissions from like the middle school. And so we kind of had a time limit. We had different genre and stop motion. Um, and so we, we supported it internally. And, uh, I've, you know, because as you, you know, you saw in my list of classes, um, I've kind of spread myself a little thin, and, uh, and so the film club has kind of fallen a little bit by the wayside, ironically, since I took over media. Um, so we, we did have one more year last year, but we haven't really been able to meet this year um, due to COVID and, and uh, other conflicts. But um, that was one thing. And then, uh, you know, we have another local, um, a, a former student of mine uh, that uh, – I was really fond of, and he was really fond of me. Um, he died in a, a car accident, and uh, he was a big film buff and, and lover and amateur filmmaker. And um, his parents actually started a uh, film festival on his behalf, and uh, they've you know been very thoughtfully asked me to be a judge for for that. And uh, they've had so much, they've done so much great um, fundraising for it that they offer um, as prizes. Uh, if you're ready for this, um, for the, for the winning submissions, they have, I think this year, they just, they just sent me their flyer for this year, um, $2,500 for the top five winning submissions, which, you know, for, for, for a little local, uh, film festival is just absolutely unheard of. But, um, but I've had, I've had some of my, my media students submit to that and actually, uh, win. So, um, that's been kind of a cool, um, but I, but I haven't done much on, um, you know, the larger circuit, I guess, to, for, for submitting things yet. So, um, because really, as far as my program, I've got two um, intro to media classes that are pretty large, and then the combined media two and three class, and I've just got one kind of small filmmaking class, so it's not as much of a part of um, what I'm doing right now, although I'd like it to become... Um, you know, a bigger class and more important. Well, I think that's what happens when you teach media. I mean, that's what happened to my program, Bruce's program, Randy's, you know, the, the more you do, the more you're like, Oh, we should do this. Or boy, I'd like to do this. And all of a sudden you find yourself just kind of like you're saying, um, you're teaching 5 million different types of media because 
because we love it and that's you know that's what we want to do for the kids so um yeah it's it's just tough. part it's of it i think de- yes. i guess devote yeah all your attention to to one in particular and decide really right and you know that that they even bring up your book <laughs> yeah that was a yeah i did that the last two years and you're right that was a whole nother whole nother ball game again i loved it um but i had to learn mm-hmm. again a new skill uh so I would say to everyone, go to wofo.press because I just watched quickly without audio uh, parts of the spring break show. So I'm excited to go back and watch your 2021 mm-hmm. show. It looks like there's some really uh, great stuff in there, uh, you know, the students were doing. And I concur, mm-hmm. you know, with Paula 100%. I mean, I think Randy was the one who actually started like his program in a closet, like literally in a closet was like his <laughs> studio. And then it grew and grew and similar with mine we had uh mine in a classroom where we built a studio but when i started in this school 15 years ago all the equipment was so analog that the cameras actually took vhs tapes so it was uh-huh. like used used equipment that was given from the cable station to you so definitely the fun of the journey is to evolve and you know create as many cool things as you can uh you know with the kids and that's one yeah. of the things well yeah and it- so I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're fine. Well, I, I mean, um, I uh, I think, um, yeah, I, I hope, you, yeah, please, I, any feedback on those, I would appreciate. It's, it, it, uh, you know, the thing about our broadcast and, and really the, the program I inherited is um, that the, the previous teacher sort of had this, uh, one of his students coined the term, and, you know, I feel like I should have this on a poster somewhere, sure. um, that they create infotainment. And um, so, you know, the the kids would do informative pieces to some degree and sports stories, um, but then they also always did, uh, and what, of course, the student body loved were these sketches, these comedy sketches that they would do that were um, often really creative, sometimes uh, really funny, sometimes really ridiculous. Um, and so, you know, I, I, my big struggle in the program is kind of trying to find a balance to allow that creative outlet and, and that kind of humorous filmmaking, but also teach them some legitimate, you know, journalistic skills and storytelling skills um, and interviewing skills. So, um, you know, you'll see that uh, depending on which, you know, broadcast you watch, like it's it's sometimes all over the place and not as co- cohesive as it might be. And it's just, you know, it's always um, trying to strike that balance to me um, of, of letting the kids have some creative fun and fun, um, but also, you know, knowing when to get serious. And, and, you know, I'll put requirements on, you know, if they do a funny piece and the next piece they have to do is to be more serious. Uh, and so that's a part of it. But then the other thing I was going to say is um, I, I I currently have, in order to kind of create a broadcast uh we, I've accumulated quite a bit of, of great equipment, and then we also pick and choose from my yearbook program, which is a big money maker. And so, I, you know, I have quite a luxury in what we can use with our DSLRs. But um, it's definitely worth your listeners knowing that you don't need almost everything you need. Your kids already have right now to make high quality 4K. I mean, 8K even. I guess in some cases video um, with their iPhones. And, um, you know, it's it's as simple as getting some tripods 
and uh, and getting some um, you know uh, devices that will allow them to either uh, connect to via Bluetooth wireless the wireless mics to their phones um, and uh, it it can be done on just a shoestring budget it's kind of crazy uh, and the quality can be phenomenal um, and so really. <laughs> Our, you know, the DSLR cameras I'm teaching them are in many ways becoming kind of obsolete with every new iPhone that, that Apple puts out and uh, an Android phone set for that matter. What's what's so interesting about that is I have just come out of remote learning for like one full year, literally from like March 2020 to March 2021. And just last week, I finally got students actually back, you know, in my classroom. And I'll tell you, mm -hmm. from teaching remotely, Every kid was home with a Chromebook, and I said, nope, use your phone, because you, you have the 1080p or 4K camera already ready to go, and just take that phone where you can go videotape things for a better quality than the Chromebook, but now that even students are back, we have like Canon um, RF 800s that we use, but I, I'm letting them use their phones now too, because the quality of it is is terrific, especially the video, as long as we can, you know, get good audio with it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, and our book really touches on too. You you nailed it. I was going to you know say what? you said exactly so much, what's in our book. <laughs> it's so yeah. much more your creativity yeah. than all the high end things that you might have. The story you're telling, and you don't need much at all, especially you know in 2021. So yeah, you you nailed that. Yeah. One. Uh, yeah, that's like, I, and I found I'm, I'm kind of, you know, weaning myself off the DSLRs in some ways. Like that's my filmmaking class. Uh, it, it doesn't look like we're gonna have time to even delve into those. And the, the first two little movies they've made have been purely on their phones. But um, you know, the, what I tell them is the the way to make it look like it was shot on a DSLR or, or semi-professional is to buy, you know, a ten dollar um, tripod. Uh, attachment that will allow them to mount their their phones on their on a tripod and so you know that that ends up being really the investment um because you know they can't do it well hand holding it because that'll i mean unless they're you know trying right. to do a found footage type thing but um they they can without a doubt um and you know i'd say there are many people that couldn't tell the difference um in in watching you know the two next to each other as long as they're mounted on a tripod when my when my school had we switched seven years ago from iPads to Chromebooks, but one company to check out that I really like is a company called iOgrapher. It was actually a, a teacher in California who he built these his own um, things or devices. It's plastic that will hold a phone, that will hold an iPad, that will hold something, and it's kind of like you're holding almost like a steering wheel on the left and right hand side, and then it has shoots mm -hmm. built into it for the microphones, for the lights, for whatever else you need. Um, David Balloresta, I think is the gentleman's name. And he left being a high school media teacher and now he runs iographer 100% of the, all these devices that hold uh, you know, cell phones and iPads uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, yeah, I'll look that up. That sounds great. Cause that's, you know, that's the one, you know, the one thing is, you know, connecting these things um, and mounting them, I guess, to kind of connect them to uh, to your phone. Um, and uh, and like you say, like uh, if you want um, supplemental light uh, or certainly like a boom mic, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, you know, check that out. And uh, 
Thank you so much. This has been fantastic having you on. I've learned tons and I'm going to send you my uh, media link shows to do the same thing, to check them out and give a critique. And I'm excited to uh, watch a lot of the content that your students have produced. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me. It's been an honor, and I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll look for that, and I'll um, I'll definitely get your old book. Uh, and I get you know if anybody does have any questions, um, I'm at roof r u f f dot dan at gmail dot com. Okay, perfect. That's what we were going to ask you next. So thank you. Uh, and uh, on our end, we will of course uh, send you the link to our website, which is scriptededucators.com. And uh, this mm-hmm. podcast will be live seven o'clock um, on Monday uh, for all our listeners. And tonight it will go on to the iTunes podcast. So. Um, we appreciate you taking the time and uh, we'd love to have you back again. So, you know, if there's uh, something you'd like to come on and get back on the show and you have a colleague that maybe wants to join you as well, we, that would be, that would be great. We would love to have you and uh, um, even your students. We have a student showcase that we do. So we like to feature students as well and uh, hear about, yeah, we like to hear about uh, the importance of student voice from their perspective. So, um, yeah. I would be, I would love to get any of your students on that would be interested as well. So, all right. Um, okay. Right. We want to thank everybody for joining, uh, scripted, uh, educators and, uh, we will see you again next week. Okay. Thanks. Scripted, thanks so much. An educator's guide to media in the classroom is a resource book for all educators, providing scope and sequence for digital media in the classroom. It is your recipe guide to creating a successful digital media model in your school at any level. Scripted can be purchased through Edumatch Publishing, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. For more information, go to www.scriptededucators.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for another episode of Scripted Conversation with Paula. Bruce and Randy.